Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for February 6, 2024. I'm teaching a series right now on living your life with a laser focus on what you believe to be God's fixed purpose for this year, for 2024. And so we are ignoring all of life's distractions. We're going to be locked in on what we believe to be God's purpose for our lives. We believe that God that God made plans for us from the foundations of the world. Go ahead and put that in the chat. God made plans for me. Put that in the chat. Put in the chat, I am special. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. So with that, the title of today's message is From Distraction to Destiny. I, w- I, w- I want to take you from distraction to destiny, from living your life distracted, kind of loosely stumbling your way through life to where you are living your life on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose, that you are a child of destiny. Put in the chat, I am destiny's child. And then the subtitle is Finding Focus in God's Eternal Purpose. When I know that there's an eternal purpose for my life, I find focus. I I live my life with a focus, a laser focus on what I believe to be God's fixed purpose, and I get to walk out God's best. So put in the chat, I live my life with focus. I want you to open up your heart now to get ready to receive what God is about to release in your life. All right, so listen, we're living our lives out with this divine focus on God's fixed purpose. All right, there we go. All right, so let's get into the message for this morning. Uh, Yesterday, we looked at Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. I trust that it was a blessing to you. I want to go back to Romans 8 and 28. So what I told you at the beginning of the year was I said, hey, we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25. Then there's like 20 other scriptures I shared with you. And then I told you we were going to go back and do a deep dive of each. And then we would get into the, you know, once the foundation is set for for the year, we will walk it out from there. So we've been walking through these scriptures that I shared with you at the beginning of the year, and one of them was Romans 8 and 28. Actually, Romans 8, 28 through 30. I shared that yesterday, and I want to go back to it again today. So foundational scripture, Proverbs 4 and 25, this is what the Bible says. Set your gaze, put in the chat, I set my gaze. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. Put in the chat, I will ignore life's distractions. Romans chapter 8, Verses 28, 28 through 30, this is what the Bible says. We know that in everything, God works for the good of those who love him. This is from the easy to read version. These are the people that God chose because it was part of his plan. God knew them before he made the world. And he decided that they would be like his son, Jesus. Then Jesus would be the firstborn of many brothers and sisters. God planned for them to be like his son, He chose them and made them right with him. And after he made them right, he gave them his glory. The King James Version, traditional King James Version says, uh, for we know that all things work together for for the good of them that love God and those who are called according to his purpose. It goes on to say, uh, God predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. It goes on to say, those he called, 
them he also justified. Those he justified, them he also glorified. So we're living our lives out knowing that we are chosen, that we are justified, and ultimately we're living our lives out for the glory of God. So what does this mean to you today? Because I went back to this passage. I have three things to share with you this morning, and I want you to open up your heart to receive. I'm excited about this message. Y'all ready? All right, three things. Number one, here we go. God's sovereignty over our destiny. God, I want you to know, put in the chat, God is sovereign. God is a sovereign God, and he, his sovereignty is ruling and reigning over our destiny. We have a destiny, and it, it is a sovereign destiny. So this year, I keep driving home the point that you have a fixed purpose, that you are not a mistake, that you are unique, that God has a plan for you, right? That you have a fixed purpose. And what we have to do is discover what that purpose is and then walk it out. We, we're walking out what we believe that God already planned, from the foundations of the world. So this realization not only emphasizes our requirement to live by faith, but it also highlights the sovereignty of God. So it's putting an emphasis on me to live by faith, but my faith has to be rooted and grounded in the sovereignty of God. My faith is rooted and grounded in the plans that I believe that God already made for me from the foundations of the world. So when I accept God's sovereignty, what that means is that I accept the fact that my existence is part of God's blueprint, right? It's part of God's master plan. It's part of something that God destined, that God sent me to this planet at just the right time. Put in the chat, my existence is part of God's plan. So yes, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be here, right? And I'm supposed to be here now. So we each have a unique purpose that fits within God's larger plan. And when you understand that, it highlights the importance of the individual journey, and the collective journey. So when I know that I am part of God's overall plan, that that stresses the importance of me, my journey, my, me walking out my divine assignment. But then I also have to realize that I'm also part of God's overall plan. So the overall plan for the universal church and the kingdom of God has me in it. And so I need to do my part. Put in the chat, I will do my part. I have to do my part in God's overall plan. I'm doing my part because I'm part of a larger purpose. I'm part of, of a larger plan. Put in the chat, my life is about something that's bigger than me. My life is bigger than me. My life is about this, this eternal plan and purpose of God. So our love for God and our commitment to following his commands and his predestined plan is all about me acknowledging that God already planned this thing out from the foundations of the world, and I am part of God's grand design. And when I live this way, when I'm cognizant, I'm aware of God's predestined purpose for my life, then two things happen. One is I activate my faith, and two, I embrace the grace of God. Well, so I'm activating my faith to believe in something that, that I believe God already planned from the foundations of the world, and then two, my faith taps into God's grace and God empowers me to do what I could never do without him, but he's actually empowering me to do what he already planned for me to do from the foundations of the world. You got it? Uh, so spiritual growth then, uh, if you want to be, if you want to fulfill your part, put in the chat, I'm going to fulfill my part. So if you're going to fulfill your part, then spiritual growth cannot be accidental or incidental. Spiritual growth has to be purposeful. In other words, if I believe that God already has a plan for this world, his church, his kingdom, and I believe that I have a part in that plan, then I also have to believe that 
that I have to be disciplined and focused in order to, to fulfill my part. So there's things that I have to do. I, I have to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have to uh, study the word of God. I, has, I have to die to self. I have, I'm part of a bigger plan. I'm part of the universal church. I'm part of the ecclesia, right? So so if I'm part of this, this bigger plan that God wants to leave a mark on this world that will not easily be erased, that God wants me to leave a mark on this planet, put in the chat, I'm a world changer. I put in the chat, I'm going to leave a mark on this planet. So what that means is that if I fail to be the man or the woman that God has called me to be, if you fail to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be, if you if we fail to do our part, then we are failing not only to fill, to fulfill our individual purpose, but we're also failing the team. We're also failing the universal church. We're also failing the kingdom. We're failing to do our small part in God's overall plan. So when you recognize the sovereignty of God and you know that you're part of something that's way bigger than you, you live your life with a focus. You live your life on purpose. You live your life like, you know what? Yeah, my, my life is underpinned by the grace of God. I live by grace. My my life is underpinned, not because of me or my goodness or, you know, no, 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 no. My life is underpinned by the fact that there's a God. I am not him. He called me. I have this amazing calling. God's grace is on me. He gave me a spirit. He called me according to his own purpose. He gave me his name. I'm covered by the blood. Come on, man. And so I'm living my life with this acknowledgement of the sovereignty of God and my individual calling. And I've walked this thing out by faith. And as I do, the grace of God is manifested. Say amen to that. You know what I call that? I call that the grace life. So focusing on the eternal perspective helps us to navigate the temporary. Focusing on the fact that, you know what? At the end of the day, long-term, big purpose, God has a plan for my life. It helps me to deal with the day-to-day because I'm not going to be inundated with the day-to-day knowing that God has ultimately an amazing purpose and a plan for my life. So I'm going to set my gaze on the path before me, ignoring life's distractions. I'm going to walk out my fixed purpose. Say amen to that. Put in the chat, I ignore life's distractions. All right, you got it? All right, so now let's move on to the second point. Uh, Point number two for today, navigating life with divine focus. Put in the chat, I navigate my life with a divine focus. I'm not the captain of my own ship. God is. And so God has charted the course and he's telling me where to go. And I'm going to navigate with a laser focus on God's fixed purpose for my life. Yesterday, uh, I came across uh, a gentleman named Hugo Gernsback. Hugo Gernsback said this. Uh, I, I wanted to use it for today's work because I think it lines up. He, he was a pioneer in science. He was an inventor. And he said this. Uh, perhaps the most difficult thing a human being is called upon to do is long, concentrated thinking. He was saying that it's difficult for humans to to just be locked in and concentrated, uh, long, concentrated thinking, because humans are easily distracted. And so I was like, man, that that goes well with Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25, right? And so it underscores the fact that we have to have spiritual discipline. Say, I have spiritual discipline. Put that in the chat. I, I need to remain centered and focused on God's plan for my life and have a level of, distra- uh, of, of discipline that will keep me from f- falling prey to all of the distractions that are around me. So Gernsback 
He invented something called the isolator. You should look this up. You should Google it later, called the isolator. Uh, this was in 1925. And the isolator was like a Look, imagine like a diver's helmet, but it was made out of wood. You're supposed to use this at your desk. So a big wooden helmet with two little holes for your eyes and, and glass, you know, it was like glass holes. So you put this big helmet over your head. And because, you know, he thought that you might run out of oxygen in there, he put a little hole for an oxygen tank. So you could be fed oxygen inside of this wooden helmet. And you were supposed to put on this wooden helmet at your desk. So you could concentrate. <laughs> Put this this wooden helmet on. It's called the isolator on, so that you can avoid life's distractions. I'm, so when you think of this was 1925, when you think of this invention and and why people thought it was a good idea, I guess, I guess he did anyway. So he was trying to create something to help people avoid distractions. And think about it. That was 1925. Can you imagine today? Like the distractions today are an order of magnitude more than 1925. People struggle to maintain focus. They mean they struggle to maintain focus in 1925. But what about today? Today, like there's so many distractions. And so you have to remain focused. If you want to be the man or the woman that, uh, that God has called you to be, it is so easy to go astray. It is so easy to go off track. Let's say you're, you're trying to walk out your thing. You're, you're, you're working on your business. You're working on your marriage. You're working on your children. You're working on whatever. And you think you're doing good. And then you have a conversation with your girlfriend and your girlfriend tells you about her kids. And now immediately the Holy Spirit is saying, stay focused. But now something rises up inside of you. And now you start comparing your kids to, to her kids and her kids to your kids. And you get frustrated. You think you're doing good with your business, and then you start talking to a friend of yours, and they have a business, and all of a sudden, uh, you start comparing what, what just happened for them to you, and now you get distracted, and you can get frustrated. You're a pastor. You have a church. You think you're doing well. You know, you you guys just broke the 100-member barrier, and you're up to 117 members, and you're, you're giving God the glory. You're giving God the praise, and you see one of your friends that you haven't seen in years, and you know that you was better than him preaching, and then you start talking to him, and he has 300 members. He tells you about 300, and now you you look at your 117, and you're dissatisfied. Why? You're distracted. Listen, and then and let's not even talk about social media. Let's not even talk about TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and, and all of these things. It is so easy to be distracted. You need to have spiritual discipline. Put in the chat, I have spiritual discipline. I'm going to avoid, avoid life's distractions. I'm going to develop practices that are going to help me to hear God's voice. I got to be locked in. I got to be walking out my own divine assignment. If somebody else is doing great, I I need to be, I need to be mature enough to celebrate what God is doing in their lives, to, to, to be genuinely happy for them without devaluing myself. You know what I'm saying? I need to run my race at my grace with my pace. I know that God has a predestined and preordained plan for me. I, I, the challenges of this world, this challenge of prolonged thinking and concentration was bad in 1925, but in 2024 is a lot worse. That was 99 years ago. A hundred years later is way worse. You have to have a posture of submission and dedication to God's fixed purpose. You, you got to create an environment through spiritual focus, through prayer. You might have to fast you might, through prayer and fasting and Bible study and being in a church and being part of a local community and being surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses and being connected to people of like precious faith and watching today's word every morning and being part of the Grace Life family. But you need to be, part, you got to have a spiritual discipline to 
get a constant diet of the word of God, to be meditating and medicating on what God is telling you day and night so that you don't need a big wooden thing to go over your head and you don't need an isolator. You don't need to be isolated. You need, you can be connected and not be distracted. Put in the chat, say, I have the focus to be connected and not be distracted. I can be connected to other people and not be distracted. I don't need to just run away from everybody. But when there are moments that God tells me I need to put away the phone, and there are moments where God tells me I need to get away from everybody. There are moments where God says, don't worry about email right now. No email, no text messages, no phone, no social media, no Instagram, no scrolling, no shopping, no Amazon, none of that. There are moments where I just need to go into God's presence and ignore life's distractions and remind myself of who God called me to be and, and be okay with myself and be at peace with, and be gracious towards myself. Because, you know, you beat yourself up half the time and you're like, man, oh, you know, extend grace to yourself. God has already forgiven you. Learn how to forgive yourself. Enter into God's rest. Get rid of everything. Ignoring life's distractions and let God restore you, renew you, revive. Man, I'm preaching better. I can't see the chat, so I don't know if you guys are saying amen, but this is some good stuff. You need this type of, of focus and discipline. Say amen to that. Put in the chat, this is what I need. Put in the chat, I have the discipline to remain focused. Say amen to that. All right, number three, last point for today, and I'm going to let you go. Number three, embracing our, our identity as chosen by God. Put in the chat, say, I am chosen by God. See, when you acknowledge the fact that you are chosen, it infuses your life with a level of purpose and meaning that you can't get from this world. When you know that you're called and that you're called to reflect the life of Jesus, that as Jesus is, so am I in this world, you live your life with a sense of, watch this, duty, dignity, and purpose. Excuse me, I'm living my life with a certain sense of duty. I know that I'm called. Dignity, I know that I'm a child of the most high God and purpose. I know that I'm living my life with a purpose and for a purpose. And, and when you live that way, you will be uncommon. Say this, I, I, I am uncommon. I, I, I am uncommon. I'm going to live. Yes, my life is going to be uncommon because this world is full of vanity and self-centeredness and egotism. This world is full of ego and, and people that are just comparing themselves with themselves, comparing themselves amongst themselves, comparing themselves by themselves, all of this stuff. This, yes, this is what the world is full of. And so when you know that, you know what, I, I, I can genuinely celebrate other people. It doesn't tear me down. You know, I know who I am and I'm not going to let the opinions of others either make me think too highly of myself or too lowly of myself. No, I'm going to be sober minded. I'm going to enter into God's rest. I'm going to learn how to be content with my today as I maximize this moment because I can I prove to God that I'm a good steward of, of my my current circumstance and situation and when I'm faithful over little God is going to give me charge over much I'm walking this thing out by faith I know that I'm example I'm exemplifying God's love and grace and light in this world I know that I'm advancing God's kingdom and it's happening through me every day I know that I'm walking in holiness and righteousness because I'm supposed to be different than the world. I, I, I don't need to look like the world. I don't need to cater to the world to reach the world. No, I don't I don't need to, to do things. I mean, there's been so much crazy stuff that happens in church today where the church looks like the world. No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm called to be different. I'm called to be, the people should see something different in me and I'm okay with that. And the people that don't like it and the people that think I'm weird or off or a Jesus freak or, or like, you know, look at, you know, Fine, like I mean, they're gonna have their opinion, but I know who I am, and I, and I'm I'm okay with who I am, and I'm not moved by people's opinion of me. I'm not moved up or down. 
It doesn't matter. Like, I'm not going to let people's opinion of me get the big head. And I'm also not going to let people's opinion of me cause me to to have low self-esteem. I'm going to, I believe, put in the chat, I believe what God believes about me. I'm chosen. I, I, I'm at peace with myself. I'm walking in holiness and righteousness. I'm, I'm God's child. I'm a king's kid, a holy priesthood, a peculiar people. I'm a holy nation. Yeah, I, I know who I am. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I'm the lender, not the borrower. I'm the victor, never the victim. I'm I'm walking out. I'm representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords every day. Come on, man. I know who I am. I'm chosen. I'm God's child. I'm living my life on purpose. I'm conscious of the fact that 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 in this world there are going to be people that don't live like this, and I'm okay. I'm I, I'm light and salt. I'm going to draw people to Jesus. Some people will reject me. Some people will not like me. But but I have the privilege of being chosen, and I'm responsible to, to share God's message of salvation. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. And I am a Christian, and I am a believer, and I'm not undercover. And, and yet my faith is public. And I, why? Because I know that I'm a chosen, and I'm a good steward of the gifts and the calling of God that's on my life. I know that God is on me and in me and with me and for me, and I'm going to make the most of the investment that God has made in me. Say amen to that. So ultimately, as I close, our destiny is to make the most of the grace of God that God has placed on my lives, uh, on our lives. We live our lives by God's grace and we live our lives for God's glory. Say amen to that. Put in the chat, I, I am on this planet to glorify his name. All right, so let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I declare that I'm living with a laser focus on your fixed purpose for my life. I embrace my unique purpose within your grand design, committing to fulfill the role that you have destined for me in your kingdom. I'm dedicated to following your commands and to deepening my love for you and to activating my faith and to embracing your grace. I'm committed to spiritual growth. I wanna be just like Jesus. I trust in your eternal perspective. I trust in your eternal plan. I live my life for your glory. I create spaces of focus where I can disconnect from the distractions of this world. I share the message of salvation and I live to glorify your name. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I might have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you too. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. Do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart 
to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.